Hello and welcome to the first episode of Help Yourself, Help Yourself. I named it that, one, because I've done a lot of things in my life that I would consider selfish, selfish endeavors. And naturally, right, because we all want to survive in this world, in this life. We want to do well for ourselves and we'll do varying degrees of things to do for ourselves, what we believe will make our lives better. Personally, I think I've done at least fairly okay for myself considering where I've been and where I am compared to where I am. And I've always had the feeling that I did want to give back and help somehow to people. In my 37 years of life, I've had a lot of experience, a lot of experiences that I've learned from and built myself up from and upon. And so tonight I wanted the first episode that I did to be about fear. Because that was one of the very first concepts that I had to tackle within myself before I actually started seeing recognizable growth within myself. Sorry, the camera, the camera angle isn't great. I'll improve as we go. I wanted this to be simple uh, and quick uh, as far as setup and format. So tonight I want to talk about fear and just kind of what it means um, on an individual level uh, and maybe on a, on a mass level. But I've only been one person, so I'll speak to the individual side of things. The way I've understood fear has always been the feeling in the moment of something that is really not in your favor. Right. It could be the threat of physical harm. It could be the threat of emotional damage. It could be the threat of loss, financial loss. So many things, right? We conceive fear sometimes as being something very obvious. And one of the things I've learned about fear is that it can actually be very nuanced and present itself in so many situations in your life that you're not even viscerally aware. And once I started examining fear, I realized that it permeated so much of my life, so much of my thoughts, so much of my actions, so many of my actions. And when I started to recognize what fear was and where it resided, I was then better able to address it and decide if it was worth investing in. Because a lot of our habits as human beings are investments, be them emotional, habitual, 
even our personality, there are more investments. And the thing is, it's like we think that because we invest in them for so long and we're alive to this point, that they must be right or that they must be necessary. And on a personal level, what I've learned about fear is fear is one of those investments that we just keep reinvesting in because a lot of the times it keeps us safe, right? Fear is good in that it can stop you and say, hey, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this thing. Pay attention to this person, these people. Pay attention to this situation. And to that extent, fear is very useful and necessary. But when fear starts getting in the way of who we even think we are and what we want, then it becomes very debilitating and counterproductive. And that's the kind of fear that I want to address. So yes, fear being absolutely necessary for certain things, but we overutilize this particular indicator, I would say. Now, I'm a little different than some people. I think... I view emotions as more indications and not necessarily the truth of being. Because even when I'm feeling some emotions besides fear, I will question them on the side and, and just say, is this the right emotion? But not the right emotion in the context of what's right or wrong or what other people think, but right in the vein of who I want to be. Does this fear... Does this emotion line up with who I want to be, ultimately? And what I started to realize is that a lot of the fears that I carried did not align with the person that I ultimately wanted to be. So in order to address fear, you first have to have some kind of conceptualization of who you want to be, of what you want to be. And most of us do. I I don't think that's anything I have to tell anyone or teach you anyone about. Wanting to be something, aspiring to be something is natural to us because we grow, we have a lifespan of so many years. And and so wanting to become something is just a natural part of growing, aging, learning, just progressing through time. Maybe you don't want to be anything more than you are. That's fine. And if you have zero fears, I applaud you. And honestly, I have some questions for you. I'm not here to fix anyone's fear. I'm not here to tell you what you should do with fear or the right way to deal with fear. I'm only here to relay my experience with fear. So let's just dive into it. So fears can manifest literally every moment of every day in the form of worry, anxiety, actual, you know, dangers that are present. Right? There's a certain amount of anxiety that comes for me with just driving. Right? Just in my car driving, there's a certain fear. Maybe the other lane will swerve. Maybe my car will break down. Maybe a tire will blow and I'll have some kind of crash on the highway. Right? There's all these little fears that pop up. And a lot of those are natural. You're in a machine that's going fast. It's heavy. It's got a lot of momentum. It can do a lot of damage. It could end your life and a lot of people's lives. It could destroy things. Um, So that fear is 
more of a natural fear because you're doing something that's inherently dangerous, driving the car. But having to entertain those fears on a continual basis might be even counterproductive to driving, right? Because you'll be afraid, you'll be anxious. Maybe you're not in the physical state for prime driving. Just like fear may put you in a physical state that doesn't support prime living. So being able to recognize fear in the moment is probably the greatest tool that I've developed for myself. In the moment, catching it and saying, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And is this in alignment with, you know, my highest self that I visualize? And those fears pop up everywhere. There's, yeah, so the driving fear, a little more founded, right? Because you're doing a dangerous activity. But maybe, let's just say you have a fear of a conversation with somebody. Maybe somebody at work makes you feel a certain way or causes you to feel a certain way. Because I, I don't think, I think you give people the power to, to make you feel a certain way. But we'll get into that in a different episode. But maybe... You're afraid of having a conversation. Maybe you're afraid of asking for a raise. Maybe you're afraid of asking this person out. Maybe you're afraid of starting this business. Maybe you're afraid of starting exercise because you've started a few other routines in the past and they failed. So now you're afraid of just starting them again. Fear can manifest in so many ways. And so I encourage you to start noticing where these fears are popping up moment to moment. Because once you start seeing the things that you're afraid of, you can start addressing them little by little. The more fears that you address, the more confidence you start gaining. Because once you start to realize that, man, having difficult conversations aren't bad. They're not scary. They're scary before you have them, but you feel this great feeling of relief after you have them. So the conversation in itself, while there may be this fear of standing up for yourself, standing up for someone else, speaking the truth, once you get on the other side of it, you're like, man, I, I need to do that more often. And that's the case with a lot of fears. That's the case with at least every fear that I've encountered. Now, that doesn't include <laughs> maybe fighting someone on the street because they looked at me funny. Um that's a healthy fear. You should probably not be going around fighting people bravely, so to speak. It's not good for society. It's potentially not good for you. Why you might be fighting, there are a million reasons. But I would just say in general, you probably should be a little bit afraid of fighting. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't know how to defend yourself. And that's a whole other topic as well. But just cultivating the awareness And part of living a better life and being the person that you want to be or being the person that you see yourself as, that conceptualized person, that ultimate realized person, your highest self, that I call it. Awareness is the number one determining factor of that. If you're not aware of your own habits, of your own actions, of their consequences, be it small or large, because even small consequences can sometimes snowball into a large consequence, positive or negative, then you will will never become that person 
if you don't cultivate an awareness about yourself. So many of us, we're so good at, at being aware of, of others, what others are doing. Oh, and I, that's wrong, or they should do this, or the government needs to do that. But what about you? What do you need to do? What do you feel you could change about your behaviors and your thought processes that don't work for you, right? Because it's a really crappy existence to think you're one person, but not get that person's results, right? To think that you're a 10 as far as looks, male or female, but you ain't getting 10 attention. So maybe there's something you got to do there. And that's just one example. We're talking about fear. So once you start cultivating the self-awareness, the number one thing in my opinion that you should do is start addressing your fears. Because once you start seeing the things that you're afraid of, then you can start opening yourself up to an existence that wasn't possible for you because you were afraid. You will die many deaths before you physically die by acting through fear, by letting fear dictate your thought processes, your possibilities and your actions. Fear will kill you before life ever does. So I encourage you as a practice, next time you're afraid of something, it won't happen immediately. You might have to reflect five minutes later, 20 minutes later, a day later about that thing you're afraid of. Let's just say it's a difficult conversation. Let's just say it's asking for that raise that you know you should get, but your boss is kind of difficult. Overcome that fear. Now, you can do that in so many ways. You can just cold turkey it, go in the next day open that office door or whatever, wherever your boss is. Maybe he's in the common area. He, she, they, whatever. Maybe you just barge in and say, hey, I want to raise and look at all the work I've done. Or maybe you need to build yourself up. Maybe you need to make bullet points first. Okay. Maybe I need to go unprepared. Let me make some bullet points. This is why I deserve a raise because I work overtime. I work more than anyone else. My success rate in sales is higher than everyone else. I've been with the company longer than anyone else. Write down those bullet points and start finding reasons why your fear either is not valid or why it, it no longer can stop you. And so those processes you can figure out for yourself, depending on your temperament and your personality. But the important part is to go have that conversation with your boss eventually. Set a date. By this Friday, I'm going to go have this conversation. And then visualize it in your head. All right, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to put my stuff down. I'm going to go in the bathroom and breathe for a few minutes. And then I'm just going to politely go talk to my boss. And ask maybe, hey, can we talk about a raise? Hey, well, I have a few points here. I'd be happy to have a conversation as to why you disagree but here are the reasons I feel why I need a raise. The worst they can do is say, no, you don't deserve a raise. See, because the lizard brain, the, the brain stem, it compares everything to life and death. And 
hard conversations can present death, right? Because you'll get rejected and mocked and ridiculed and you'll be shamed and embarrassed dead, (laughs) right? In so many ways. But in my experience and people on this level that I've talked to, once you get over that fear and you have that conversation, you actually feel so much better. You feel so relieved and you feel empowered and it gives you confidence for the next fear that you have to address. So I don't want to make this too long. I don't want to make this a long video. I want to make these short enough for you to digest, have some food for thought. If you'd like to continue the conversation in the comments, please, please do. I'll answer if it's not ridiculous. If it's ridiculous, I'll just chuckle and make my next video. So this week, what I want you to do is pick a fear that you've become aware of and conquer it. Make it small. It doesn't have to be big. Let's not go try and fly a plane tomorrow if you're not a pilot. A lot of of barriers there. More than just fear there. Pick something small that you're afraid of, but if you overcome, might bring some positivity to your life. That's what I'd like you to do. Let me know about your experiences with fear. And, um, and how you manage them if, if you're someone who already manages fear. One of the things that works for me is logical analysis. I go, okay, I realize I'm afraid of this. What are, the, what are the consequences? What are the outcomes if I do, if I do, if I overcome it, what are the consequences? Well, it's not death. It's not dismemberment. It's not physical harm. It's not even physical pain. Okay, so I might suffer embarrassment. Am I okay with embarrassment? Well, you know what? I'm secure enough on a personal level where I am okay with embarrassment in some places, right? So for me, I just have to logically look at a fear and just decide if it's in alignment with my higher self. Does overcoming this fear, does not being afraid of this, is this in alignment with my higher self? So I hope that's provided you with some food for thought today. Like I said, just want to keep it short. Appreciate you rocking with me. And um, I'll see you guys in the next one.